Hello, and welcome to the Mind Fitness Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Ursh, and my role as your mentor is to help fuel, feed, and grow your brain to enable you to live your best life. That's right, I want to help you create your life by design. As the owner of New Zealand's longest running women's gym and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. Today, from the bottom of my heart, I want to start this podcast with a big massive thank you and hugs all over the world like the best possible hugs like not just the little baby ones like I want the big I'm gonna hold you for a good 10 seconds you're gonna feel my energy and you're gonna feel my love we have hit over 4,500 downloads and we haven't even got to the end of my year yet my end of my year is next week can you believe it next week is my end of my year and 4,000 500 over that actually we've just made over it today so a massive thank you to every single person that has downloaded an episode downloaded 10 episodes told their friends about the episode last week was one of our biggest downloads and I wanted to do a huge shout out to every Kiwi that is listening to this we had 90 downloads from New Zealand we had 52 yay my Aussie brothers and sisters we had 52 downloads from Australia and all of my friends and family in United States yes I've got family in United States because my friends are family then we've also got wait for this Trinidad and Tobago that is on my bucket list so man I can't wait for you guys to keep downloading sharing it with your community because when I get there I'm going to have people to hang out with I've also had India download last week the Netherlands download last week and South Africa download last week I don't know about you but if you found out all of those countries were downloading your podcast they were listening to you like it's a little overwhelming actually from the bottom of my heart thank you thank you thank you thank you for taking time in your day last week to download our episode and today's episode we're going a little bit AWOL we're actually going to show you or teach you I'm going to share with you actually three ways to overcome your head fucks so if you're not up for swearing and that word F-U-C-K really upsets you this might not be your podcast but I'm telling you the content's going to be valuable because we all have head fucks like all of us like it doesn't matter how brilliant your life is going something's going to derail you and all of a sudden you're back where your head is starting to spin you feel like you're out of control you're not showing up as a person that you want to be and all of your thinking has now become obsessed with this thing external to you and you can't help but spiral downwards and if that's you then today's podcast is all about helping you take control of your thinking taking control of those little moments or those obstacles or those roadblocks that come they just show up they randomly show up right and I'm going to teach you the three strategies that I did last week that really helped me when uh, I was in a situation where I felt a little bit overwhelmed I was feeling a little bit anxious and then I really identified that this is a pattern for me and so I'm actually going to share with you a story that happened to me last week in fact 
I'm going to be a little bit cheeky and all I'm going to do is I'm going to look up my post right now and I'm going to start with the post that I put up on social media yesterday about my journey last week. So here we go. Nobody really knows your story until you have the courage to share your truth. We all deal with stress in different ways. Some people shut down. Whoa, would you believe it? Someone just went on to comment and now I lost it, but that's okay. Some people shut down. Some people try to hide. Some people drink. Some people take drugs. We all have our ways of dealing with the unexpected. Some run and some numb. And that's just the way it goes. And so before I move on, I just want to explain what running is. Some people run away from obstacles. Some people numb. So food is a numbing agent. Drugs is a numbing agent. Alcohol is a numbing agent. Running, running is when you physically go. You, you don't want to confront the situation. You bury your head in the sand. You may leave the um, office you and pack a sad and see you later you may leave the family you and that could just be temporary or long term so we all have our way of dealing with stress and we all have our way of dealing with the unexpected so I'm curious what are you are you a runner or are you a number because that's just the way it goes so Sam are you a runner when the shit hits the fan or are you a number well, I think I do a bit of both. I do. I do like to eat. I like to watch TV. That's another great numbing agent. Mm. And then I feel like sometimes I run, I just try to stick my head in the sand and pretend it's not happening. So depending on the situation, but I think definitely eating, I just keep my brain busy with food. That mm. tends to help a lot. And so we eat our emotions and eat, we eat the frustration. Yeah, eat the frustration mm -hmm. and then watch Netflix to try and pretend that nothing's actually going wrong in my life and that everything's fine. Or watch, watch Netflix so you can see someone else's life is worse than yours. And they've got worse problems. <laughs> <laughs> and so what does that do when, when you're confronted with a situation? Let's just call it a head fuck, right? We're just going to call it an HF. So apologies, everybody. We forgot to turn the email off. So we will just quickly turn the email off now so you don't have this bleep, bleep, bleep. So I guess my question to you is, if you were just to take a few seconds right now, are you a number? Right? Do you try to numb the pain? Do you try to numb the emotions? And as we said, it's alcohol. That could be through drugs. That could be through sex. That could be through eating. That could be through uh, overworking. Right? So they're numbing. Numbing the reality. Numbing the emotions that you don't want to feel. Right? And then we have... The runners. Yeah. What do they look like, Sam? I guess the runners will stick their head in the sand and try to just pretend that whatever's going wrong just isn't yeah and um, they don't take they don't tend to want to take responsibility so they could be you know they get into a relationship and then things are going a little bit awol or they're confronted and they don't want to have that fear of rejection so they might run away first rather than sit down and have a conversation with it they'll run away so they don't want to be an adult and just things, I guess, if things are going wrong, you just leave your job or you just leave town and you go move somewhere else. And just If you just leave it behind, then everything will be fine in the next place or in the next job. But it never really is because the same problem keeps showing up. Yeah, so if you're not dealing with the issue and you're running or you're numbing, 
guess what's going to happen? I'm really sorry to tell you this, people, but it's going to freaking stay with you. You're going to keep doing and having the same strategies and nothing changes unless, nothing changes if nothing changes. So I guess today is a little bit confronting. It's a little bit um, vulnerable on my behalf today. And it's about understanding what strategies you currently use, taking ownership of the strategies, putting your big girl undies on, right? And starting to build your emotional resilient muscle. So being like stepping up and knowing that you can take your control and your power back by the simple steps that we're going to share with you. So I'll continue with my post. So I'm the type of person that internalizes. I have shame based on the things that I can't control. So I actually... I get frustrated, I get angry, so anger is just another way to cover up from sadness. I have humiliation, like I think I should have my shit together. I think that I should have all of the answers. And if I don't have the answers, even if it's something that's new to me, even if it's something that is scary to me, I get really upset. So rather than externalize how I'm feeling, I tend to shut down. I probably pretend that things aren't going wrong. And then I eat myself happy. <laughs> yes. Or yeah. I, I just try to ignore it and, you know, find something, a distraction. I, I definitely find, look for distractions so that I don't have to think about it. Yeah. And this, I want you all to know that however you feel is 100% normal. Like your body, you know, because sometimes when we have situations happen, we can have the nervousness in the tummy, we can have the pounding head, we can have um, crying, we can have wanting to hit someone, we can have wanting to drive fast, we can get mad, we can get sad, and I just want you to know that every emotion that comes up for you is okay every emotion and I never knew this for years I used to suppress my emotion and um, now I'm learning what I have done I guess in the last five years about learning how to process my emotions better rather than internalizing them so as a business owner especially as a gym owner and a personal trainer and a health and wellness coach for over 20 years I had a medical condition right that that limited me So I put shame on there. The shame was huge. So I decided to run. There was no numbing. There was just running. Like I just blocked away. I didn't reach out to a lot of people. I did the bare ass essentials. And I just showed up enough where people would think that I still had my shit together. So I'm wondering, where in your life have you had to be that person? Where in your life have you had to fake it till you make it? Where in your life do you feel that you haven't been authentic and you're draining your energy because you're showing up being the person that you think you should be? So again, back onto my story. So this is just on my post on social media. So one of the biggest challenges I've struggled with in the past two years is the constant head fucks, right? So every time I uh, have to get a blood test, it's an HF, right? I've had over a hundred of these little things in the past two years. So that's a lot of head fucks, right? Every time my specialist rings. So I uh, get my blood test sent to me directly. Why? 
because I'm a control freak. I want to know what's going on. I want to own it. I want to take responsibility for it, right? So that gives me certainty knowing that I'm going to get my blood tests so I can have a look at them. Also, I'm really invested in my health. So it's something that's really important to me. That comes at a price. So when the specialist rings and I now have his number on my phone every time he rings, I'm like, <sighs> the head fuck starts, right? And then I'm listening to the tone of his voice and then I'm tuning in to the questions that he's asking me. And that elevates my heart rate. That increases sweaty palms. That increases the head fucks. So downloading my blood test results and normally because I get my blood test done uh, in the morning, early morning, anywhere between say seven and eight, my blood test may come between five and, oh, sometimes I've come at 11.30, 12 o'clock, 1 a.m. So when I when I started getting my blood test initially, and I was on three times a week there for the first six months, I would freak out. I'd freak out getting the blood test. I'd freak out um, because I didn't have the veins to support it. Then I'd freak out with the results of the blood test. Then I would freak out from the specialist ringing me. So you can imagine how fucked my world was. So can you relate to that? So that's just some of the things that we're creating, especially with this one particular episode, just as just one episode, right? The other thing is um, I have to have ultrasounds on a regular basis. So that means that the hospital ring me or the ultrasound people ring me. What are they even called? I don't even know what they're called. doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Radiology people. Radiology. So now I'm getting familiar with their phone. So I'm thinking, do I want to... Um, take the phone call because the result of an ultrasound um, came back one year and it, one year which was last year a year ago was some results that blew me out of the water and I was not expecting it like I was just not expecting it and in a later date I'll start sharing those results with you that won't happen today but so every time now I get a phone call from them Bring what do I do off. Sam <laughs> running that's exactly what I do <laughs> so I will avoid the call so much so, and this is where the fight or flight response comes in, I can remember the second time after I got in the um, outcome from the first ultrasound, um, they rang me during COVID. And so the fear was heightened. And I remember exactly where I was. I was standing in the bathroom and Sam was on the phone and she said, yes, absolutely, no, Friday will be fine. And I could feel the head fuck growing. Like I was like, who's Sam speaking to? That's a specialist or that's the hospital or that's the ultrasound people. Like there's three things because I listen to her tone. So I'm so super sensitive now because I'm creating my own head fucks. And I just looked at Sam and I said, who's that? In a really assertive, aggressive tone. And she said, oh, it's um, the people to get your ultrasound. I said, I'm not doing it. And she said, and so Sam's left on the phone talking to the nurse. Right, so of course Sam wants to numb or run right now because she's in the middle of conflict. <laughs> she's like, troopers, I don't, happy wife, happy life. So the person on the end of the phone is going to take take the abuse, right? We haven't actually spoken about this, have we, Sam? <laughs> but this is what happened. I went into fight or flight. And rather than um, just understand that this is going to be a head fuck and I'm going to have to work my way through it by starting to um, sh- share the, str- the strategies that we're going to share with you later, I went into fight or flight. So I was like, no, I'm not getting it. And the lady said, it's urgent. Your specialist has rung us specially today. He wants you in here tomorrow. And to be honest, I'm just going to be real raw and authentic because, you know, that's how I feel I need to be on this podcast. And I don't want to hide things from you, right? So excuse the language. And I was just like, I don't give a fuck. That's exactly what I said. I was just, and I just said out loud, I don't give a fuck. I'm not free tomorrow. You can have me next week. Now, 
what was the point of that? Now you might think of, Ish, why don't you just have it? Like Sam gave me the look of like, we don't even have plans tomorrow. And I knew that Sam would not be able to come in and do the ultrasound because now we're in lockdown. So I not only did I know that I'm going back into having another ultrasound, right? I still haven't processed the information from the last ultrasound. I'm in denial. I'm not, I'm not numbing. I'm running, right? Because I'm not facing up to the outcome that's happened from the previous one. And now I'm going to be stuck in a room for half an hour, 45 minutes while they do my ultrasound without Sam. So I've got no distraction while I'm in there. So all of this was going through my head. Did you know that at the time? I knew sort of, but you didn't tell me. No. So but I knew that it was, you know, it's, it's, I always go into all appointments, no matter where, even the hospital, you know, it doesn't matter where we go, what surgery she has, I'm always there. So it's not fun for me sitting in the car outside knowing that she's on her own as well. Yeah. So that's when a head fuck can happen, right? So it's something as little as that. And I know this is not little. So I know that there's people that will be listening to this podcast that say, hey, I get it. Like, that's me. So I'm going to share with you shortly, right, exactly what I did last week when I had to have another uh, scan because I'm, you know, having to get them a few times now. So uh, the other thing that I've just said on my um, post is when I get my blood tests, I feel bad. I feel like I'm failing. And I'm left with a head fuck, which means I struggle to sleep. So I had all of these things that were happening that were being thrown at me. And I still have to run a business. In fact, I'm running two businesses because I have my coaching business and I have the gym business. And thankfully, at this stage, the property business is taking care of itself, right? So there's a lot of stress on one's plane. So all the mums out there, you don't even get a break. You've got stress coming at you from every possible angle. All the business owners and all the managers, you've got stuff coming at you at every angle. So what I wanted to say is head fucks can happen anytime, anywhere, any place. And if you can relate to that, then I want to share with you what are the two strategies that I, or three actually, I used three strategies last week that I really want to share with you that really made a significant difference to how, I've just looked at the time, Sam, and we're supposed to be doing it in 20 minutes, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Whew, see, that was another head fart, quietly, right? So the three steps that I used to get through my scan last week. So I'm going to be honest again, she rang me the week before, and she said, hi, it's blah, blah, blah here. And I automatically, my heart rate went, Doof. and she said, oh, we want you to come in tomorrow. I said, I'm sorry, I'm fully booked tomorrow. It was bullshit. I was not fully booked, right? I was just like, no, no, I will come in next week. You can have me in next week, next week. Why? Because I want another whole week of freedom without having a head fuck. So then I came inside and I just said to Sam, the hospital, the hospital, the people have rung me for a scan. And she's like, are you going tomorrow? And I was like, no, I told them, no, I'm going next week. So I just want to let you know that even though sometimes it looks like I have my shit together, I'm just like everybody else out there, girls, girls and boys, I am doing my best to navigate this thing called life and I'm minimizing my head fucks. So the three things that I want to share with you that really helped me get through my scan last week was number one, affirmations, number two, visualizations, and number three, the most important, was gratitude. So let's have a look at number one. Affirmations. And why do they matter? Because what we think about, 
we bring about. What we speak about, we bring about. And what we write about, we bring about. So hands up if when you're having a head fuck, it controls your every damn thought. Not only does it control your thought, it controls how your body is going to respond. The tummy starts getting a little bit jiggly. Sometimes, like when I say jiggly, not like jiggly wobbly, like jiggly like whoo, the heart rate starts to elevate. The palms start to get a little bit clammy. We start to struggle a little bit with breath, right? Those are all the signs that we're moving into that head fuck state. So when we do affirmations, what we're doing is we are distracting our brain because our brain is the biggest trickster. So we're distracting our brain so we can focus on something that is positive. So I'll just, the we came up, so at the beginning of the week, we started doing some affirmations about uh, what we could, what I could start saying to myself. And I'll just share a couple of them with you. And again, I like to have them sometimes rhyming. I like to have them sometimes fun, but I also like to know that they're empowering. So they're empowering me. So I would have a think about what what would make me feel like I was okay. So another, I'll just actually just thinking about this now is when I was doing ozone therapy and they used to put um, a needle in me all the time and I would have big fear by the time uh, after you know numerous amounts of blood tests and them not being able to get a vein so I went in one day and I again Sam would be at all my ozone treatments and I said to them well can you just you know do it vaginally or can you do it anally and I know you're like what the hell ish but I know we're not keeping secrets on this podcast we're keeping it raw I would much rather have ozone go through that way and trust me I'm not a fan right rather than have a needle in my arm at that time and so Sam came up with, I was the what? Ozonator. Ozonator. High five, you forgot. <laughs> so she was like, you're the Ozonator, babe. And I was like, whoa, I'm the Ozonator. So every time I went in there, I'd have this affirmation of like, I'd watch the needle go in and I'd be like, I'm the Ozonator, I'm the Ozonator, bring me in more ozone therapy. Like I am digesting and process- processing this ozone therapy. Like I am the Ozonator. And it was just, it empowered me. So when we have affirmations that empower us, that creates a chemical change in our body. Our cells identify with it and then it helps our mitochondria. So that was one that I definitely used. Uh, What else did I use for, oh, I'm a lean, green, self-healing machine. That's what I use. I'm a lean, clean, sometimes I say green, lean, clean, self-healing machine. And that was um, one that I used. Now, you gave me a really good one, and I can't even think of it. And I was doing it on. I I repeated it all week. Of course, I can't remember it right now, but that's okay. So um, I have a scan on Friday for my liver. Oh, no. I'm scanning my liver this week to prove that it's working at peak. High five. That's what I was just saying to myself. I'm scanning my liver this week to prove that it's working at peak. Why? Because what I think about, I bring about. So if I think that my liver is optimum and it's operating at peak, guess what? My brain is telling my liver, which is an organ which regenerates in my body, exactly what to do. Um, I'm excited and I can't wait. My my liver cells have reversed their state. So I'm excited and I can't wait. My liver cells have reversed their state. So I like your other one though, the singy one. Yeah, every little cell in my head, in my liver is happy. Every little cell in my liver is well. So you can use this for any part of your body right now, or 
If you just want a general energy lift, then you can sing it. Go, Sam. Every little cell. Every little cell in my body is healthy. Every little cell in my body is well. So if you just keep, keep saying that and keep saying that and keep saying that, you are telling your brain how to think, right? So your brain's telling your body what it needs right now because you train your brain. And your body is self-healing. Your body is designed to keep you alive. So if you want to start, if, you, if you're struggling right now with an injury, if you're struggling right now with an illness, if you're struggling right now because you've been recently diagnosed with something, or you are surrounded by fear, then I'm really going to encourage you to come up with your own affirmation that you find really inspiring. The last one I put is bring on the ultrasound. There's a new regenerated liver in town. Boom. Okay. Number two, visualization. And why does that matter? Again, it comes down to what you think about, what you speak about, what you write about, what you see is crucial. So what you allow your subconscious mind to bring in, what like what is normal. So when we visualize a really good outcome, there's nothing freaky about it. So if we start visualizing, you know, I'm going in for a scan today or I'm going in to get some results today or I'm visualizing that, you know, a domestic that I've had is going to go well. I'm visualizing that a conversation with my team is going to go well. I'm visualizing whatever issue or obstacle is coming up for you. If you're visualizing that, again, it takes the body out of fear and it brings it into a place where you feel safe. So when you're visualizing it, it becomes your new normal because the brain doesn't know the difference between you making shit up. I said that with such passion. It doesn't know if you're making this shit up or reality. So why not make up the best possible shit that you can and eliminate fear? Hell yeah. You know, that's what we need to do. So visualization is crucial. So how do we do that? Well, what I did is I visualized me going into the office and seeing the receptionist and who's yelling at me for not putting my mask on, but I visualized, right? And then I visualized her smiling. I visualized my heart rate being lowered. I visualized that I was excited. I visualized that my liver was regenerated and that they would be shocked that my cells were all healthy, right? Because I'd been visualizing that. And when I lay down on the bed, I didn't visualize me anxious. I didn't visualize me leaving sweat on there. I didn't visualize my heart rate elevating. I visualized that me and Sam were sitting there. We were having a business meeting and we were chatting. I visualized them having a conversation and not slipping out any of those horrible words while I was in the room. I visualized the fact that every time she told me what to do, I was just part of the process and I was happy to do it because I was excited to do it. I visualized that when they stopped at a certain point and they had to redo it and they seemed like they were confused, that they were confused because my liver's regenerated. They were shocked. They were like, what? We need to go deeper. We need to do this more. That was my visualization. So how do you think my experience was compared to the other other um, ultrasounds that I've had? Huge. Like, I don't know. Did you notice a difference for oh, me? Completely different. Yeah. Usually it's just like um, quite stressed, very quiet. Internalizes internalizes massively. Doesn't really speak. It's a little bit short. Like especially if you're driving there, can't really have a conversation. Just quiet driving, quiet sitting, quiet experience. But it was completely normal. Going this normal as normal can be, people. Yeah, like talking, parking, going inside, relaxed. 
um, pretty relaxed with the lady in there. We were talking and you were just breathing through the exercises. Caught up with a um, buddy that we hadn't seen forever, so that was a great distraction. Yeah, so, you know, completely calm and cool, cool calm and collected compared to the anxiousness that would normally be, without a doubt. There we go. And then the third and final one, right? Because now you know how to do your affirmation and now you know how to visualize. And the third one is gratitude. So any time that I felt myself having fear or thinking that my specialist is going to ring me or thinking that, you know, I'm going to have a beginner doing it and thinking that I'm going to be stuck in the room for longer. Any time that I would think that my heart rate's going to get elevated and my thoughts started going to that head fuck stage. Like I started um, thinking about every damn thing that I'm grateful for. I'm so freaking grateful for our medical system in this country. I'm so grateful and blessed that my specialist is so onto it. He doesn't let me get away with anything. He doesn't let the system get away with anything. He contacts me. I reckon I've got him on. He's got me on speed dog because he just loves me so much. Then. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I love the, and I'm grateful that when he rings me, we can have a good laugh. I um, love the fact that people are training up to be able to do scans and they're so passionate about it. I love the fact that they we are not backlogged in the system and I can get through with ease and efficiency. I, I'm so grateful that um, my liver is self-healing and regenerating every single day. I'm so grateful that I have more energy than I did two years ago. I'm so grateful and blessed that I'm able to access, you know, these lab tests and get them done every week or twice a week or once every fortnight. It doesn't matter whenever they are, but I have access to that. The fact that I can even tap into my blood test results. So I smother my fear in gratitude and guess what that does to my head fucks. It slows them the fuck down. So the head fucks go from beast out of control to little pond. That's what it goes. It's like a little calm, relaxing pond. So just to recap on those three things, those three strategies that I use this week, this week, this week, this week to get me out of my head fuck, right, was I did affirmations and I did them at least three times a day, five minutes a day. I didn't just do it once. I did it on repeat. I just keep saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it. Anytime I had five minutes spare, I'd say it, I'd say it, I'd say it. Every time I went to sleep, I'd say it, I'd say it, I'd say it. The visualization, two to three times a day, five minutes each. Why? Because I have to train my brain. This is reconditioning my brain. It's creating new neural pathways. So my brain doesn't trust me yet. So I've just got to load it and smother it. And then my gratitude was happening whenever I felt my mind starting to go out of control. So those are the three wonderful tools that I hope that you can utilize and you will remember. So just think A, V, G. I should have put them in a different category, but anyway, AVG. So that's what we've got to think about. The three strategies that you can utilize the next time that you feel like your whole world is turning upside down. No matter what it is, you get to control it. I want to, you know, remember to, this is a beautiful quote that I saw. I think it was on the power of positivity. Train your mind to see the good in everything. Positivity is a choice. The happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. There we go. We are going to call this quits because I've just hit the 30 second mark and I don't know if Sam can just take out a couple of those pauses in there and then I might even get under the 30.
Yes. But I, I did say that we're going to trial the 20 minutes, and we did trial it last week, and I probably could have split this into two episodes. However, I put the post up yesterday. I was having a head fuck about being that open and vulnerable, so I said on the podcast that I was going to just share my strategies with you. So rather than back out, and rather than give you the short version, and rather than rather me feeling safe and not being vulnerable and being able to wrap it up really quickly... I thought, fuck it. I'm just going to show you and tell you exactly how it is. So I really hope, well, actually, I trust and believe that this has been useful. And I would love to know if you found this useful and what resonated with you. If you are going through a really challenging time right now, do me a favor and reach out. You are never alone. I'm extremely passionate about working with women that are struggling with their mindset right now. They don't know what direction they're going in. The head fucks are superseding any form of progress. I would love the opportunity to catch up and have a chat about how I can best help you moving forward because your head fucks is a choice. And I don't say that lightly because I had some of them last week. I managed to take them under control and I managed to turn my life around so that I now look forward to scans as opposed to hyperventilating before them. So go out there, be extraordinary. And as Robin Banks would say, don't forget to be awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or share it on the socials. And don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM, Mind Fitness Mentor. And if nobody's told you today, remember, you are loved, you matter, and you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.